of Dating Over 30 Sucks, the podcast. I'm so excited to come back. I am Shawnee Simmons, the host, and I have Brittany from Black Girl POV, POV the hey. podcast. Yes. You know, it's fun. I wanted to do collaborative ones, and I like told Kayla my whole like vision for mm-hmm. like podcasting. And so I'm so glad to finally have you on my podcast. Have a BET POV girl yes. on the pod. Yes, yes. Kind of a crossover, if right. you will. But I'm really excited to have you, Brittany, on the podcast. And we're just going to jump right into it with my first question, which is always, why do you think dating over 30 sucks? Simple. <laughs> is it that simple? Da- yeah. <laughs> dating over 30 sucks because we suck. As a unit? Oh, we all suck. Everyone. We all suck. All of us that are single, we make the dating pool suck. Oh, wow. I didn't think I was going to have you come yeah. on here and you're just going to tell me I suck <laughs> on my own podcast because I'm still single for them. So I but suck. I mean, here's, here's the <laughs> but thing. I suck. Here's the thing. Think about it, right? Okay. We go into situations, right, that either we're not ready for or we don't want anyway. We just want a certain thing out of it. So imagine if you're going into something because you like, I just want some dick tonight, right? But you're going into that with another person who has something different on their mind. They're going to leave that situation and be like, she's this, she's that, she's that. But you don't have one thing on your mind, right? At that point in time, at that night. Okay. That happens with men too. I I have a friend who did that who was just having fun, but the guy she was talking to wanted more than fun. So in his mind, he's going to interpret that like dating sucks, This women ain't shit, blah, 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 because of what this one oh, girl wow. did. But this one girl was just having fun. Okay. Because you think when you want to have fun that that's just what it is, but another person could totally feel a certain type of way. So we make the dating pool suck because we create the dating pool like we create what's in there like either okay. we're gonna have fun or we're gonna take it seriously but sometimes when we're ready to take it seriously we fucking with a person who just want to have fun sometimes when we when we want to have fun we fucking with somebody who want to take it seriously so it sucks because we created this pool it's um i use a really shitty analogy earlier i know i did it wrong but it's like two boats two boats in the ocean and we're just all kind of everybody's kind of floating their own yeah. way like we're not all quite going in the same direction of the cruise ship like it's just is that what it's called yeah but i think so in in some instances dating over 30 is fun it can be it can be fun it can be spontaneous and then there are those got money if both of y'all got money it can be fun and i feel like we need to be honest about that (laughs) (laughs) because i have dated dudes who don't have no fucking money and um, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm not taking care of you. Like, yeah. Or you can't do stuff. Everything is always in the house. And you're like, okay, I don't mind saving a little money, but then you're like, I could let go me, to a beer garden. Like, let's, I could let's go outside. Let's go to the bar. Let's go to the bar. Right. Like we can go to the bar. We can go to the park. We could do multiple things, but it's like, I've dated broke dudes who like, no, nah, man, look, but I just like, I'm a homebody. Any PSA. <laughs> <laughs> PSA. <laughs> Any nigga who's or or female, because there's some homosexuals out there. <laughs> Any dude who says I'm a homebody and I like to stay in the house, you probably broke. I'm serious. I there. That's my theory. Is if you always want to do inside the house thing. Yeah. Oh, I'll bring over a pizza. We can 
Right. We can let some 16 year old at Papa John's make it. Like, we don't. We can go to Blaze. Pay like, the we, people. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can put a little more into the economy. Right. He always want to bring a frozen pizza. A frozen? He always got a new movie. He got the stamps on deck? Or he all it, one thing I also know is like it's always some new shit he want to let you discover on Netflix. <laughs> oh, there's a show you really gotta see on Netflix, bro. There's a documentary on Hulu. And you I'm like, so glad I had these. I'm <laughs> just saying. I, look, I've dated them all for everybody, but that's just my PSA. You just gotta watch out for people. I'll use the right. them days. <laughs> the them day <laughs> but you're right though we have to be honest about that money thing yeah. because i mean chilling in the house is cool but i mean i want to go outside too i need some vitamin d and you already know that outside costs a hundred dollars a day it does and and if you bro if you dating somebody broke like i said the them days and keep it gender neutral <laughs> we're being politically correct season two but if you dating i i've realized that dating is fun but it's only fun with people who got money. Money. Cause think about I even met a dude one time. He was like, Oh, so where are you going? Like, oh, I'm gonna go out of town this weekend. We should go out of town, do this vineyard and all stuff. That was fun. Right. Cause that nigga had money. Right. When they don't got money and they want to sit in the house, there is but so much Hulu I'm trying to watch. I watch all the Hulus. But you know what? You bring up you bring up very a very good point because if you don't have money, should you be dating anyway? Like you need mm-hmm. to focus on other shit. <laughs> Like resume <laughs> building. Right. <laughs> we need to get you linked with somebody else. <laughs> we need to get you on that LinkedIn premium. Right. <laughs> $30 a month. You need, <laughs> you got other things you need to do. You don't need to worry about me. We need to reroute these resources. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, Certain people should be dating over 30. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do you do you feel also that way when it comes to um, the them days or guys who um, have kids? Because to me, I also look at kids, and it is what it is. I'm just gonna say it. Sometimes I do look at kids. If guys who have kids, I'm just like, okay, let's dive into that situation. Because to me, when you add kids to the equation, again, that's the financials. That's the uh, what is the co-parenting schedule. And how we got to work around that. Not only the um, co-parenting schedule, what is the co-parenting? Like, are y'all still in court? <laughs> Can y'all have a regular conversation? Is it okay that you bring the child around? Yeah. But you know me. But for me, though, first of all, I don't want no men with kids. That's not my desire. Okay. I don't even want to play with no nigga with kids. And that's, that's okay. number one. Number We're two, if you, do have, if you do have the kids, just like you said, what is the co-parenting situation like? Listen, because I don't want nobody hitting me up over you. They mad because your child this. And second of all, or third of all, how I am, I feel like this. You ain't got to worry about me want to take him because I probably just want to fuck him. So. That. <laughs> yes. Be that simple for me. But like, I'm not trying to be. But the, I, I would say the good thing is if it's a man who does have kids, he might have snacks. And I'm, I'm a I love snacks. So, but that's neither here nor there. Um, see, my thing about men with kids similar is, it's like, where are we in the court situation? And I had to do one time was like, well, why you got to get in the weeds of that? And I'm like, because it's my life. I need to make sure like there was one dude I never forget. He was like, yeah, you know, I do have a kid. Da, da. And I said, well, how old? And he said, oh, well, the kid is six months. I said, Excuse absolutely me? not. I said, absolutely Excuse me? 
I don't date men. I've dated men with kids. I don't date men with kids if their kids are under 18 months. And the reason why I... Oh, sus- mine has got to be like at least five. Five is... That's a good round number too. Like... I always say 18 months because generally after by at least that 18 months, y'all should have gotten things situated. Y'all should be knowing are y'all together in that 18 months? Have y'all had sex again? Like, I feel like that they 18 have. months keep you that the 18 months gives you an idea of like, is he seriously trying to date and, and see where things are going to go? Or is he a dude still out here hanging right. and swinging with his baby mama right. who, well, I mean, we on again and off again. Okay. But y'all are on again and I'm not trying to be involved mm-hmm. with that. But similar to you, naturally I prefer. Right. Kids. Because I feel like anybody who, like, if you're in a situation your kid is, like, such and such months and all that stuff, I'm like, I'm just going to do what it is, and I'm going to just keep it moving because you're not in a space anyway to deal with it. Like, you are, you got this whole situation going on. Mm-hmm. So, no, I just rather not. Now, if, be. right, now if your kid's, like, five, around about five, six, you've ex, um, established solid boundaries, you know, where what you're doing, what you're not doing, the baby mama know what's going on. Like, then we can have a conversation because people had time to move on. Exactly. Don't give me no such and such months. If you still referring to your child's age as anything months, okay, <laughs> it's not for okay. me. Okay. I, I accept that. I accept that. That's okay. <laughs> so, interesting. So, this is a real topic that I, I'm very uh, excited to talk to you about because mm-hmm. <laughs> mostly because we've had this conversation so many times and we're going to talk a little bit about interracial dating, mm. but specifically a new term that you introduced <laughs> me to <laughs> this weekend, which was divesting. Divesting. I don't have my glasses on. I have notes. I don't have my glasses on. But <laughs> divesting. I, we are very opposite about this subject. Mm-hmm. And I'm someone who has, I've dated outside of my race, African-American. I've, I've dated others. And I think that as black women, we absolutely should not be limiting ourselves to who we date based off of their race. And not in a, you know, political way, but in a, there's too much dick out there of different flavors. That too much black I just, dick out there. I just true this, but there's also <laughs> if there's a lot of bad dick, there's also a lot of good. So I just I've I've just never been someone who feels like you should limit yourself to just uh, dating inside your race, especially as black women, because it can be really tough for us. But you feel differently. Well, so first, let me just say that other kind of dick <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's just. My personal preference, like okay. I don't want to see no pink peepees. Oh my god! I, I just <laughs> I don't. <laughs> but okay, so when it comes to dive, quote unquote, divesting. So for people who don't know, it's this this movement of black women who are moving to basically living, leaving the idea of being with a black man and being with any other type of man because they feel like it's basically financially stability anyway to leave mm. black men and go to other men who have money. Okay. Um, so that's the whole notion behind divesting. So for me, what I look at it as is not for women who want to have fun or have sex. They want to experience something else. I don't really care about that. Black men do it, right? Mm -hmm. Um, What I often hear when it comes to women who wants to 
they're, they've given up on black men because they felt like black men didn't choose them or the mm. black man they want didn't choose them. So they have a desire to want to be chosen so bad that even if I got to go outside my race to be chosen, that's what I'm going to do. Mm. And I feel that for black men too, because right. one, when black men talk about when you talk to black men and black, well, why you chose this woman? What are the first thing they say? Well, black women didn't want me or when I was younger, I couldn't get the black girl or whatever, whatever. But mm. oftentimes it's associated with the type of person you're looking for. Yeah. Okay. So the popular cheerleader did not want you, but the nerd girl that was in your group, she mm-hmm. loved you. You just didn't want her. Yeah. So now you've decided to forget all black women and go to this, whatever is in the other race. It don't uh-huh. even matter. Like you don't even have to have a criteria at that point. Yeah. It's just that the black girl that I wanted didn't want me. So forget all black women, but I'm willing to jump over here and anyone that want me is what I'm going to go with. And I feel like that's what black women are moving to. Like I can't have okay. that six foot dark skin, full beard, successful guy. I want all of so, <laughs> so now. You literally <laughs> described my tie. I'm like, yes, yes, that too. Check, check. Right. So Double now, check. <laughs> so now I'm just going to forget all black guys because I, I can't have the black guy that I want, but I'm going to go over here and it don't even matter who the guy is. I just want to be chosen. I want somebody to want me. Mm. That's why I divest. That's what divesting to me sounds like. It's like I've given up on this because I can't have what I want, so but I'm no willing to just in- take anything on this side. Cause you're no longer in your investment that you've made in this. You've already seen your loss. So you're divesting in like, hey, the little bit that I do have, let me put those eggs in the basket of oh, what might hit. Like right. What could be. Okay. I get. Everyone, that's our, that's, that's our episode today. We <laughs> learned about divesting. <laughs> you know? But it was interesting because when you said we were out and you said it, and I was like, I don't think I'm divesting. Because mm-hmm. when I think of this, even with the way you described it, it's that idea of giving up. Right? Like, this is a loss. You're taking your loss. You know that you've tried. You you put, like you said, like if you look at it as an investment, you put your money in this stock. You didn't get the return you wanted. So it, it's time to move on, you know, with the little bit that I have left, right? And though I believe it's true, because as black women, especially the older you get, the I feel like the more you um, are starting to step up in your um in your career and in your finances and your age, you get to that point where you're like, all right, look, you know, like little Mo says, we ain't getting no younger baby. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to start to look at other options because you're like, look, if it's not going to happen here, it's got to happen elsewhere. But is that your only desire though? So this is my thing for me. I am an equal opportunity employer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I follow all of the governmental standards. I do not discriminate. I am not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I am not. I don't discriminate. And the reason why is because I'm very realistic in understanding like, Hey, it's tough already. And if I choose to say I'm strictly dickly for colored men, uh, sorry, not colored men, Black men, Mm because I know how we feel about the word color, right? For black men, I know how tough I'm, I'm, I know that I'm making it even tougher for myself, and time is not on my side. Like you said, if we think about, um, well, I 
I know the type of black man I want, right? But what's the availability? For me, I feel very strongly like I don't date dudes I went to college with. I just don't. I feel like that window of opportunity is closed, even for some that are coming back out in the market because, you know, they're divorced. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The divorcees. (laughs) (laughs) I still am at a point where I'm like, no, our window of opportunity is kind of gone. Well, for years, I worked in a female-dominated industry, so it was like, well, I definitely ain't going to meet him at work. Mm -hmm. The few times I do go out, especially in the D.C. area, I mean, I'm a dime a dozen. Not saying I'm just a basic bitch, I ain't shit, but if a dude is like, well, I want a a nice chocolate girl who got a degree and a good job who makes over X, Y, and Z, it's like, well, that's all of us. Yeah, that's a lot of black women. That's right. That's that's this half of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. So the pull is just harder. You know, even when I do online dating, I I had Roy on last season and we talked about like we both pulled up the same dating app. Mm -hmm. The girls that he was getting looked so different from the girls I'm getting. I have another friend. He talks about like when he was on dating apps, he was like, yeah, most of the girls I'm getting were doctors, lawyers, nurses, (laughs) all of these things. I'm like, I got IT technicians bus drivers like well first of all give me a fucking it technician the fuck they make money not all of them girl i'm t- some, listen Apple some might be coming tier to the one. rtp some were some were tier one it support you know they but- don't stay tier one <laughs> they don't stay tier one listen apple is coming google okay. is coming yeah. let me tell you and I, apple's average pay was a hundred a hundred and twenty three thousand now again now if he's a genius if he's an apple genius again we can talk but, I'm, but I use these examples to say, like, as a black woman, especially according to what area you're in, I think certain areas are a little better than others. But you think about major cities, like I lived in the D.C. area. I lived in Los Angeles for a little bit. You think about Atlanta and New York. It is just so hard because there's such a higher concentration of us than it is of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not trying to be pen pals with well, a nigga see, in jail. Say, so, so I just feel like, to limit yourself. Pen pal. But see, here's the thing. <laughs> I mean, that's some fun. Here's the thing. Okay, that's so. Fun jail, babe. We, we often talk about this on BGPOV. Um, Subscribe. Listen. What are, what is. So, I've, so for a lot of women, right? Mm-hmm. They feel their value is placed upon a man. And this is kind of what I was, I was saying where it's like. They feel like they can't have a black man. So it's like, okay, just give me any man. I'll just take anyone. Just give it to me because I want to feel valuable. Now, a lot of that comes from how we was raised. Even now, if you have a conversation or if you have a debate with a man about relationships, the first thing he asks you is, where your man at? Because even they place your value on if you have a man or not. Absolutely. And I feel like women are divesting because they're like, if I am going to be valuable in pu- in the public's eye, I have to have a man. So if these black men don't want me, if these black men don't value me, I'm going to go somewhere else to where I can get the value. A lot of those girls, mm-hmm. they promote how like, oh, if you go overseas, those white men, they love you. They do. But, but, I, but you have to, there, there is a truth to that. I'm not saying that it's not true. Yeah. There, I, I, I literally talked to Roy about this. We talked about it. I was like, when I travel and I'm overseas, the want and the attention I get, and I know a lot of it is because I'm black. I, it's obvious I'm not from this area or whatever. When you hear me talk, it's obvious I'm not Canadian or I'm not 
from uh, uh, Cayman or I'm not from Guatemala. But you can't deny the attraction that you get from being that other. But it's to me, it's the exotic feeling. Yeah, because in America, you're being fetishized. I wouldn't say fetishized. I would definitely call it fetishized. This is why I won't say fetishized is because to me, and, and call it shade if you want. To me, like. When I think of fetishizing, I think of people like kind of like the Kardashians, where it's like it's clear they kind of fetishize black men because they want like they it, it, it feels very fetishized. Like it's I'm like only oh, they let me know. It's like, OK, weirdo. <laughs> um, or um, like I had this Asian dude who fetishized and he but he was open about he's like, look, I love black women. And this is why he's like, I've always had this fetish. This is what y'all do. And I'm like, oh, that's not me personally. Mm-hmm. And I. If that's your kink, like, do you, I'm not going to do the things that mm-hmm. you want me to do, right? When I say it's not fetishized when you're traveling is because it's a lot of, it's more of the otherness. And the otherness of, like, you remember when, like, you were in high school and y'all would play another school? And you'd be like, damn, all the boys at this school is fine as hell. Because you never, It's just yeah. because you don't see them. So it's not that you're fetishizing those guys at another school. It's because you just aren't, you were never exposed to them. Those aren't the dudes you knew from elementary but isn't that school. But isn't that fetishizing, though? No. It's something it's that you never had before. No, I don't think it's a, nothing you've ever had. I think it's just the exposure. You're seeing something that's new, and you're like, ooh. I like that. Not in a fetishized way of like, well, I like that because it's this, or I like that because he's German, or I like that because he's this. I that, never, to me, is a fetish. I, I get what you're saying. It's, to me, it's the newness. It's, it's, it's no different from kids who can have the same toys and open up new toys in Christmas and forget about their toys. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when I go... Or open up toys and want to play with the box. Or, or want to play... Right. So I, I, the reason why I say I don't think it's fetishized, but it is a very real thing, is because, like, I'll specifically talk about when I went to Canada. When I went to Canada and I was getting more white guys who, you know, white Canadian men who were attracted to me than not, I asked, I was like, okay, well, because I'll say it. You know, I'm very straight. So I'm like, I mean, I ain't know no fetish shit. Like, if you into just black girls because I'm black, then that's, he was like, no, no, no. He was like. I've been here for years. He's like, I love your accent. He was like, you know, we, we ended up talking more about politics than anything else. But he was just like, I've been here for so long and you're just different. Like, you're just somebody I've never, we don't see a lot of American black women here. So I'm just intrigued because this is just different. And he wanted to do that. So I never felt fetishized about it. It was just more of, it's that new thing. It's It's not a fetish. It's more of, I'm learning something new from a new person. And when I have traveled, even when I was in Puerto Rico, when I was in Guatemala, you know when you're being fetishized, especially as a black woman when you travel. You know exactly when you're being fetishized. But you also know when you're being othered or you're being considered as exotic. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I've gotten. Because think about in America, we don't consider black girls exotic. We consider mixed girls. Which is so crazy because black girls are the most exotic. Like we're we're yeah. the most exotic out of fucking every, what? But that's what you. But I'm saying but like it's, it's so crazy that men they don't think that. Mm-hmm. Like the many the many things that a black woman is can do. You look at that. The crazy thing is they don't honor that in a black woman, but then they'll go to an Armenian or whatever. They'll go whatever, to others to get the same thing and, and honor that in them. They. Mm-hmm. honor mediocrity and, I would never, and that shit is crazy to me I'll never forget I used to date this dude who we went to college with and I remember he was like oh yeah he was like the type of girls that he likes you know big butt this that, and the other 
And I remember we were out and he saw this white girl with a quote unquote big butt. And I looked at him and I was like, her butt's not even bigger than mine. Yeah. You like her big, her quote unquote big butt because it's on a white, white girl one. and it looks different or it's, it's extra, but you have a whole black girl with a, as I like to say, a nice medium handful of ass. <laughs> <laughs> I have a medium handful of ass. It, it, I've never, I've never been with a guy, even guys who play sports, who never could was like, oh, this is not enough ass in my hands. Is my butt is more than enough in your hands? But you value. I think there's a there's a lyric that Rhapsody says, who hands down Rhapsody is mm-hmm. one of the best lyricists. Period. No gender, just she's the best. But she she has a lyric in one of her songs in her latest album where she was like, "But you fin- you you fetishize it on all the others." Yeah, it's you love what black women have, but you rather have it on a other. Yeah, and that lyric That's absolutely just, correct. It was so potent because I'm like, it's true. I've been with guys who will talk about and talk about Instagram girls and these girls and what they look like and love all that stuff, and it's like we have that. Free range. But look what they've caused. We are free range. But look what they've caused. Mm -hmm. They've fetishized over others so much what black women already got that black women are willing to go get surgery just to enhance theirs even more. Yeah. So they'll stand out. And that's fucking crazy. Like you already got the damn gift. Let them, let them, they're trying to, they want to be us. And you know what? They tend to be us. It's, it's, it's crazy because I'm going to quote Dr. Frances Wilson right here when she said, mm-hmm. until you understand that the white man wants to be you, mm. everything he do will only serve to confuse you. Ooh, come on, Boris. <laughs> come on, Boris. Exactly. Uh, Boris on and, and, and it's really we need to understand that everything Absolutely. they do is just to be like us. So, and, and, and I, like bars. <laughs> Hashtag bars. But that's what leads me to this is where we are, right? Like the reality of it is, is that we know, and it's not all, like we know the percentage of people who generally date within their race is always going to be higher than those who do interracial dating. That's for all demographics. Like we know that. I just believe that specifically when it comes to black women and black educated women, I just, it's always just hard for me to limit myself to just black men and I, I, I it's hard for me to even fault black women who do date other men and, and date them. outside their race and I, I but I also don't want black women to limit themselves it's also that limitation of like I get it if you have a thing about pink meat like <laughs> I get it. it's so black people who eat well I get it I get it you, you better know, not put no bloody ass steak on my ta- on my damn um, plate. But <laughs> but as I say, you know, uh, everything is dark when the lights turn off. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hell no. no, it's not. <laughs> I just you act like that white <laughs> you know like white boy meat be like they glowing be- in the dark. too. <laughs> <laughs> like I I just I like I'm I'm a big watcher of porn too. I don't even watch white porn. You I, watch porn? Oh yes. Okay, so that's gonna be subject number three. Okay, um, <laughs> you say you don't watch white porn. Well, I so I'm not a big porn person because for me, porn is just so confusing, and I'm sometimes I get too like analytical. What you mean is so confusing? It's just too much going on. Like I just don't get it. Most of the times, if you go on the sites, 
you you can't figure out what the hell people are doing and then like you get pop-ups and it's just too much porn is just too i said i was going to start a porn site but it was going to be an educational porn site but that's it we need education in porn absolutely absolutely listen are you kidding me porn pick your favorite category and go mine is amateur I like amateur porn. I <laughs> do not so like. Ghetto. <laughs> and this is called ghetto porn. <laughs> that is like the ghettoest ghetto. I thought you was going to say something like, oh, I like big balls. No, no, porn. no. So no like, uh-uh. Uh-uh. Because like all amateur? of that shit. Let me tell you. BBW porn, big dick porn, all that, all that shit is rehearsed. They got your favorite porn celebrities. No, I want to see a real nigga and a real girl get down. It's something about porn. the socks that just t- so- they don't be having on their damn socks. Yeah, they, they be having on, like, <laughs> Kinsiera socks. <laughs> Amateur point is authentic. You know that they're moaning. They they really feel something versus this this rehearsed porn is. And you're clearly looking at it and you like, this shit don't even feel good for you. I know that. And I'm not even having sex. I just can't. I, it, it's there's so I could go on a laundry list of why porn is just so annoying to me. <laughs> okay, oh. I, I mean, listen, to each is his own. To, to each is its own. Sometimes it was funny. Sometimes I just watch. <laughs> it just I I oh girl, you can have it. I just yeah, watch I just, porn well, for fun. Like, you okay? So you don't watch? Well, see, watching porn is just weird because they just and they fuck they weird. Yeah, they do. But uh, again, when I say other, I'm not just talking about white. Right, boys. you're talking about other other ones. It can but they be all our, our Latinx brothers, brethren. It could be. What about African? What about African men? Because I've, I've had an African man before, and he ruined it for all African men. All of them. Let me tell you something, Jack Rabbit. Oh, you okay? PSA number five. <laughs> <laughs> If you are over 30 and you are still jackrabbiting, go to hell. <sighs> go straight to hell. Do not pass That's go and do not That's all I can say about that. That's interesting. Because mm-hmm. I was I, I wanted to bring that up because I'm like, okay, I get it. Black men. But do, do you consider brothers of the continent? Oh, you see, let me Cameroon. tell you something. Some of them. Egypt. Some of them are fine. But as long as they don't come like that. I'll tell you this, because so Trevor Noah can slide up in money. No, he's too bright. Trevor mm-hmm. Noah's too bright. Too bright. Okay, so let's, okay, because now we're getting very, very into the weeds with this. Okay, so we're saying all others are eliminated. Uh, African men are on a case-by-case basis. I'm assuming we have case files. Uh, <laughs> the Trevor Noah's of South Africa and other. So you're not even doing mixed uh, muggles, isn't that what they called it on? Uh, <laughs> muggles, isn't that what they called it on? Um, what is it, Harry Potter, half breeds? Like, what are, oh, they, are they called muggles? I don't know. I'm, I'm not a Harry, Harry Potter, Potter person. I don't know. Scratch it. <laughs> but like, you're not even doing. I don't know if I don't think I can say the M word anymore, mulatto. But <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing anyone who's even mixed. Like, like my daddy say, they sixty forty. <laughs> There's an E on this shit for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> e for explicit. Uh, so you're not even doing mix. Uh, I, 
Cause see, that's very to me. Mix is you're you're really toting the. You're making it very. That's a very. Let me tell you something. I like melanin. Okay, that brother can. I haven't. I haven't had. I haven't had no mixed breed, and I haven't had no real light. I don't know what it is about me. About I need some melanin in your skin. Like Mm -hmm. I need it to glow when the sun hits it. I don't know what it is. And I don't even think that's a criteria of mine. It's just that that's just what I'm. You generally used to. been a, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I've had all. I, when I say I've had the spectrum, like I've dated light bright, I, I've dated cocoa brown, I've dated uh, dark chocolate, um, and I've dated milk of magnesia. Like I've, I, <laughs> I just have. I got equal opportunity employer. Well, I'm, I mean. So, dang, okay, so we done eliminated the light brothers. That's not true. I, okay. I, I fuck with some light guys. Okay. Like, as in they're light skinned, not their <laughs> mixed breed. <laughs> so, let's. <laughs> so, you'll date light skin, but not mixed. I just haven't had no light skin, dude, that I just said. I, I, Let me dip in that caramel. Yeah. Like, it's crazy because I even talk to my friends and I'm just like, you know, I do not not think that there are fine guys outside black, black men because I see them and I'm like, oh, that's a nice fine white man or whatever, whatever. But it never goes past that. It's never like I, my mind escalates okay. to something else. Never. Because again, apparently white men's penis is glow in the dark. I, ju- <laughs> I just never, I never saw a white man. I'd be like, hmm, I wonder how his sex is. Never. I just never had that desire before. Okay. So, I don't know. I guess that's the reason why, like, I can talk to a, a, a light-skinned, dark dude, whatever, but, I mean, black dude, but I have never had, like, a mixed race or lighter. Okay. You know, I and that's what, to me, it's like, I get it. And when you're, and especially, specifically when you're dating over 30, we're all in this area of like, you know what you like and you know what you don't. You know what you're attracted to. You know what you're not attracted to. You know what you're going to deal with or what you're willing to deal with and what you're not willing to deal with. So I definitely respect that in the over 30 is a mother, right? But it, like I said, to me also still, you, you're just kind of knocking certain people out the... the, the but what does that matter there? That's that's I mean, what I, I mean by I, I placing value on who you have because to me, like knocking my I mean moving myself out of the way for these other type of men like so what I don't want them yeah that so, doesn't mean anything to me because I know that my value comes from me and it don't comes from whatever man I want okay. so whatever man I desire which is a black man that's what I'll have if I don't have him then. Okay, I'm still valuable. And I think a lot of women, they just place their value on if they have a man or not. That's why they're willing to go get all these men because they're like, you know what? Black men don't want me. I'll take this one. I'll take this one. Please, somebody just take me because (laughs) I know my value is placed upon if a man wants to marry me or not. I mean, I I definitely feel you. And I know that that is a real thing. Um, Personally, I've never, it's it's interesting because in the many times we've had this conversation, I personally have never put my value in a guy. It's more so if I'm just attracted to you and I, if I see you and I'm like, you know, like you said, Mm -hmm. on Locked Up Raw, if I see you and I want you, (laughs) I'm going to get you. 
go give it to me. <laughs> the easy way or the hard way. You decide. Um, but I just, I've never, I have. Like, I've seen white guys. I've seen Hispanic guys. I've, I've seen others, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, if I'm attracted to you, you cute. We talk. Like, it is what it is. I just have never been someone who could say, like, I'm limiting. Like I said, for me, I look at it as, like, are we just limiting ourselves to just um black men but i do also fully understand like your your um the way you described it also and so i'm, I'm curious uh with our our next part is um you have a re- you're on a really fun podcast called black girl pov hey bgpov bgpov shout outs to kayla and kobe <laughs> kobe kobe brand kobe b i don't know what y'all be calling yeah it's so weird listening to kobe. podcasts because i'm like i know y'all <laughs> I don't know these little knickknacks. Kobe. <laughs> like, Coco B. Or, you know what? Coco yeah. B. I'm like, girl. Hey, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you guys are on the podcast together. And I think what's really interesting is the dynamics that y'all have because you're single, um, no kids, not married. Kayla is. And Kobe's pending. Like, I don't know what their status is. But <laughs> pending status. I would we'll give just her say pending. Pending. Um, what is it like being on, having, you know, being on the podcast? And I know sometimes you guys hit a little bit on relationships. Um, you guys talk, of course, about pop culture. But being the single one, mm-hmm. you know, in the dynamics that y'all have. Even though I know we've all known each other literally forever. Yeah. I put it I put it like this. It's like I'm the the open one, the one who's willing to talk about anything. And I think, like, literally what you said, KK is um, real reserved and she'll talk about some things, but she's not going to go into depth about a lot. And I think with Kobe's pending status, she's in this weird place where she is trying to get into talking about mm-hmm. more. But because she's fresh out of something, she's she don't, she don't, she's not jumping into yeah. being open about it. Okay. Um, so yeah, sometimes I share way more of my personal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of comment on my personal experience, but yeah, you're not going to get their personal in-depth thing where I'll just like kind of lay it out to you. Like, okay, boom. Like <laughs> I was fucking with this guy, blah, 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 blah. And they like, what? That's hate, but that's like literally, um, dating when you're yeah. 30 and it's crazy because I remember when Kobe kind of like started doing her thing and she texted me about stuff and I was just like welcome to the dating world welcome. like trash out here. like but it's welcome come in and have a seat yeah. um, it's like to me sometimes I think the best way to describe dating over 30 is like going to those trampoline parks and you <laughs> and you jump in like the little uh, ball pit or you're mm-hmm. like doing a little it's always fun when you do it because you're like, oh, my God, yeah, it's fun. But it's work because when you're trying to get out of that little ball pit, I mean, you be out there sweating like a Hebrew slave. That's the best way to describe dating over there. Like, it can be fun at times. Yeah, it can be fun. But it when can it's be really. It, but it can be tough. Sometimes you really just be like, okay, I'm too old for this shit. I'm too old. Like, I remember one time I did that at the little bouncy park, and I was like, yeah, this is fun. And I'm like, I'm sweating. And then I had to stop. And I was like, where's the water? Like, this was just too, it just got overwhelming very, very, very quickly. But you know what? Also, with me being over 30, I have, um, I was in a serious relationship before I was supposed to get married. I didn't get married. Oh. And 
Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like I feel selfish in a type of way okay. because it's only me. And like if I did bring somebody into that situation, I think I really would have that conversation like, okay, now what am I supposed to do with you? Mm. What time do you eat? Am I Ooh. the one who's supposed to feed you? Like how does this Look, work? Like a dog. Um, so what is your schedule? Right. What is your walking right. schedule? And I think that a lot – a lot have shaped me into thinking like I want a man who's more independent, not dependent on me. We both take active roles uh-huh. into this relationship Absolutely. because previously I felt like I was doing everything to make it work. I was the maid. I made sure he ate um, all this stuff like that. So it's like now I don't, I don't want that and I don't desire that. And, and when I talk to a guy for the first time and the first thing he asks me is, is can you cook? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not a chef. And you know what I say? I say, I don't cook for men. Like I let it be known right up front. Like I don't cook for you. Like the fuck. So yeah. Like (laughs) I just feel like my dad got married at 42 Mm. and I feel like I'm on the way to that. Respectable. (laughs) I think it's very, I think all of those things are really great. And like I said, Anyone who's listening, definitely check out Black Girl POV. Y'all are a mess. And the reason why, and I mean, obviously, I have more fun listening to it because I know no, y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is interesting to hear the dynamics because we are older. We've known each other. You know, we all came into school together. So it's like we've known each other for so long. And, you know, it, it's it's always really interesting the the dynamics that you guys have at Black Girl POV. So if, you, if you're not listening, definitely make sure you, I, I have it in the description. Definitely check out Black Girl POV. But there's one thing I want to go back to because um, that was a wild card you threw at me. Which one? Which is porn. Oh, okay. So I want to talk a little bit about this because I'm very interested in it because, like I said, I'm personally not a big, I don't watch porn. I think I'm just a little too in my head to enjoy I guess enjoy, enjoy it because technically you watch porn to enjoy it. I guess I I'm too in my head to to try to enjoy it. Um, but I've always looked at porn as a guy thing. Like well, why? I don't. I think it's just because growing up, the only people I know who watched porn were guys. It was only mm. one girl I went to high school with who I remember who was like, "Oh yeah, I watch porn." I was like, mm, "Okay, girl." Like she also had a kid in high school, but it was just like I. Porn was always a guy thing. But porn, okay, so when you really break that down, porn was a quote-unquote guy thing because guys were the only one who were told that they could be sexual. Mm. So them looking at sex didn't mean anything. If you were in high school and you were looking at sex, you were open about looking at sex, how would they look at you? Oh, of course, I was fast. You, a- you'd be fast. Exactly. Hot in the pants. So, so really what we're talking, we're, we're really going into that as boys were always taught to explore their sexuality while girls were always taught to save themselves for that one guy that was going to marry them and that's boys were taught to to you said boys were taught to explore their sexuality explore their sexuality i always feel like boys are taught that they can explore it girls were taught to suppress it yeah exactly i always felt girls were taught to suppress it even when we were in college i remember some girls who and those who are friends who listen probably remember like certain girls like oh well that girl's a hoe and she a hoe and she done been with all these other people and I used to be like but the nigga she fucking done been with 18 other girls like they're whores right 
with a W. It doesn't matter. Quote, yeah. in, in, this, in society, it doesn't matter what the man does. Yeah. His, what he did is not into question, but what you do will always be into question. And the crazy thing about it is still like that. Like it's still guys who think with with that if I if I have a girl if I marry her it's because nobody's had her before like whatever (laughs) (laughs) whatever (laughs) so so I don't and I and to be honest I had that mindset when I was in college when when I was in my twenties and stuff I made like for me I didn't want to be associated with the many guys because I wanted to be chosen i wanted i wanted a man to look at me as valuable mm-hmm. um but when i went through my whole thing i realized that it didn't even matter because a lot of the quote-unquote girls that i felt were promiscuous in college they're all married now all married so all so betrothed. you spent i spent all my <laughs> 20s being this 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 little good girl thinking that it would push me further and all it and it literally it did not so do you, so when it comes to like porn or is it something that, if you don't mind me asking, like, is it something that you use to like explore your sexuality, especially with guys or, cause I thought to me, I also thought porn was like that exploratory thing. Like, okay, you learn a little something new and try something out. And I think it's, it's all it's just too busy. Too I think, on. well, see, that's why you have to learn what's your favorite category, what you like. Okay. Right. Um, and I think, whatever you go into porn for that's what you go into porn for like it could be that you want to learn something new right okay. or it could start off as that like oh I, I i don't know how to give head let me look at girls giving head videos and it kind of starts like a trend of what you like like over the years i've went from just like in like basic porn like so celebrity porn or popular porn i guess you could say um versus now i'm like into like amateur porn and stuff like that like ghetto porn (laughs) ghetto porn (laughs) because i want more of the realistic thing now only fans kind of fuck that up because you do got only fans on porn sites and you still can see from them like you're not into this Mm. now you need to stop i take that shit back home but um (laughs) yeah and shout out to um miss bass who is a Southern yeah. sexologist who always tells us to uh, meditate, masturbate, and massage. Meditate, and s- masturbate, and massage. Okay, right. okay. I'm not into and the so, masturbation thing. I right. So gonna... what? So she she was on our podcast like a while ago, mm-hmm. and she talked about how it how important it was mm-hmm. for women to explore themselves. Um, okay. So it's it's a lot of women um, who don't do that they're not into masturbation or anything like that but they also don't know what they're into sexually and see that is what i think is really important i'm glad you brought that up because and and the reason and i'm gonna bring it all back home right but i think that's really important because one thing i believe i'm like if you're not masturbating you know that's that's your choice right like that's my personal choice i don't masturbate it's not it's just never Mm -hmm. been my thing but I also know what I like sexually, and I'm very vocal about that. Right. Like, <laughs> I don't like that. My knee hurts. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm getting a cramp in my thigh. Like, right. I didn't stretch for that. Or this, you, or as I like to say, um, that's not that's not a position that works well for mm-hmm. you. I.e. Um, those are things I just think you have to be. That's not a position that works well for you. Yeah, that's what I said. 
Yeah, like that's not a position that works for you. But but you know, and I think that's just that's that exploring your sexuality. I, I think that's it, I think if you you got to do one or the other. If you're not masturbating, you definitely I feel should be more right. comfortable knowing what you enjoy sexually. Um, but a lot of that comes from from masturbation, having toys and things like that. Mm-hmm. And there are some women who only they put the the onus of having sex. You're supposed to give me the experience versus mm. you enjoying the experience. It's like a you have to put your mind into it. Like you're having an experience, but if you put the onus on that person to only give you that experience, mm. now there is some men who is out to get what what they what they want. But I guarantee you. I know how to make myself get there. Absolutely. You just give me the nigga. And if you, and personally, you don't even have to give me the nigga. Like I just know how to get, (laughs) to get get myself there. And then I'm rolling over and going to sleep. And it's something that Jada Pickett, she had alluded to when she was like, when you know how to please yourself, a man can never control you because there's a lot of women who are controlled through men through sex, but it's because they don't, they don't even know themselves sexually, but that man does that. And he knows how to control you through that. But see, if you owned your sexual experience, a man Mm -hmm. can never control you through that because you would know that I can give myself the same experience that he's given me. I, that's a word. Whew. I, you know what? I, I need them like uh, sounds. <laughs> those, like, those little sounds are like the dropping bombs and stuff because that's so true. I, I, there's a younger friend that I had and I, when I was asked, I was actually on another podcast and we were talking about that and I was like, if I'm asking you if you came and your answer is, oh yeah, well he not, no, 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 no. Since I'm asking about you. you. Right. <laughs> And I truly believe in, in all of what you're alluding to was like that idea of like being digmatized, right? Mm-hmm, like right. people are digmatized. I'm like, there don't get it twisted. There'll be some dudes you'd be like, hey, if he calls, I'm, <laughs> I'm going. going. Like <laughs> he could text right now. And it's like, well, thank you for listening to Dating Over 30. We uh we'll wrap this up, right? Like we have dudes that you will be like, yes, he's my favorite. He's someone I enjoy. We both enjoy each other. But to me, like you said, it's knowing yourself because if you are someone who is so digmatized over somebody, um, especially in my personal opinion, again, when you're over 30. I was just about to say. When you're over 30, there should be handles on your life you should have, right? Like right. You talk about dating, you talk about sex, but I think when it comes to being over 30, you absolutely, I feel like I'm having better sex now over 30 than I did when I was in my 20s. Oh, absolutely. I don't get it as often as I wish, but since I've turned 30, I've had significantly better sex. And it's not like, oh, guys have gotten better. Maybe they have gotten better. I don't know. But I think it's part of, like you said, knowing who you are, knowing your sexual identity, knowing what you like, knowing what's going to get you there, knowing what's not and being vocal about it. Um, You know, again, I don't know if porn helps or doesn't help, but if it does, getting into it, like I, I, I'm assuming, if it does help, it's like, hey, like I said, sometimes, category. sometimes, <laughs> porn, sometimes <laughs> porn is just fun to watch to me. Um, I own my sexual experience, whether I'm watching porn or I'm not, mm-hmm. or whether I'm actually having sex with so it doesn't, with somebody. It, it like, doesn't, yeah, because I'm in control of it. Okay, so either way, I'm going to enjoy it. So, but that's, but I know 30, over 30 year old women who say they never experienced an orgasm. And I'm just like, wild. 
That is okay. wild. But me. I remember being 20 years old and having that mindset too, thinking that my pleasure was supposed to be given to me mm-hmm. by, by that man. And if he failed to do that, then I judged the man. But the truth is I didn't know myself sexually. Mm. And, and, and those experiences with, what she was saying, massage, meditate, and masturbate, those gives you those experiences of knowing yourself sexually. Because once you own that, Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you, a man, he can't control you through that. Because Mm -hmm. you know, I don't have to fuck you tonight. I don't have to fuck you to feel what I want to feel tonight. Mm. And you feel like that enlightenment comes a little bit better once you're over 30. I I, I know I do. Most... (sighs) I mean, we could go to into a whole thing about that. But I think that women start to understand it better okay. over 30. They start to take themselves back mm, okay. once they get they get over 30. Like, 20s is just a fucking learning experience. I mean, even 30s is a lear- learning experience. But now at 34, I think about 24 when I thought I knew something and I didn't know shit. Mm. Like, I didn't, I didn't know nothing about this shit. Absolutely <laughs> <laughs> not. Uh, it's 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 so it's so wild when we do get to that point because you do think even at because i always felt like once you got out of school it's like okay now i'm grown grown and now 10 years later i'm like whoo i want shit Uh, um even grown that so that leads to my final question which is always um you know dating over 30 versus dating under 30 what would you, what advice would you give to your 20 year old something self, right? So you say you're 30, you know, you're in your thirties and it could be about sexual experiences. It could be about dating, but, or relationship advice, but what would you tell your younger self, your 20 something self? My 20 something self, I would say do everything. Ooh. Like do and and what I mean by do everything is she ain't talking about Caucasian penis. No, I'm not talking <laughs> about Caucasian penis. Um, stop turning down opportunities. Stop turning down events, mm. places, all that stuff. Because now I'm catching up to all those things that I turned down. Mm. Um, honestly, you would have met more people. You would have had more experiences. Maybe you would have came into that sexuality earlier. If, if you had to did it, but in my twenties, I was really, really reserved. I didn't talk to people to this day. There are people who think I don't like them because I didn't talk to them. And it's just right. Really? I didn't even notice you or care about you. Mm-hmm. It ain't even have nothing to do with a like or dislike. Um, but just to be more open, like people really need to not be afraid to explore, especially at the a young age, because what's, it ain't even crazy. Cause you, but you'll never get those back. Like, where you are is where you are. Like, there is no rewind button. Absolutely. Like, you cannot go back and relive those moments over. And sometimes the moments were fun, but sometimes I didn't do certain things because I didn't know myself or I didn't feel comfortable doing them. And that's just really the advice I would give myself is just do everything. Mm. Do it all. Whatever made you uncomfortable, you should do it. 20-something-year-old Brittany, do it all. (laughs) I love it. Well, Brittany, I appreciate you coming on the show because you were somebody I've been trying to get for a while, and I feel like we were having a lot of misconnections. It was you, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm really, I'm very appreciative of you taking time because, you know, we there are a lot of conversations we have and we talk about, and I've just been like, we have to get it on the podcast, we have to get out there, and 
like I said, definitely make sure you're subscribing to Black Girl POV. Great podcast. Love all of those wonderful ladies. Can I say ladies? Mm-hmm. Them they. Uh, <laughs> I think they're all she, her, hers. She, her, hers. And, <laughs> um, and of course, continue to subscribe. Brittany, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I loved it. I'll tell the girls about it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you for listening to Dating Over 30 Sucks, a podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Dating Over the Number 30 Sucks, S U C K S, or follow us on Twitter at Dating Over 30, the number 30 S U X, on Twitter. Thank you so much. Everyone, be safe. Bye.